Verulam Sports. Hello again and welcome to Verulam Sports Podcasting. Happy New Year to everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. And I tell you what, uh, it's exciting times. I appreciate it's challenging times, but we are really lucky again to be joined on the line by Radlett's own chairman of the high-flying Brentford Bees Football Club on the uh, just a matter of hours away now from a huge historic uh, FA EFL Cup semi-final clash against the special ones Tottenham Hotspur uh, and it's going to be a special occasion I'm sure and it's always a bit special to be speaking with Cliff Crown. Cliff good evening how are you? Good evening Tony and uh, happy new year to you and all the listeners. Uh, Delighted to be on the show tonight. Hey, Cliff, honestly, it's always a pleasure. We massively appreciate your insights and, and always your time. I know it's busy. I know it's hectic. We're going to build up, of course, we are to this big historic uh, EFL Cup semi-final, the first in the B's history. Uh, so a little slice of history, whatever happens, uh, Cliff. But I know, ambitious as you are, there's always that next level to gun for. And it is but 90 minutes of football, isn't it? Perhaps a bit more. Um, but before we go there, uh, I want to also talk about your wonderful recent run of form, of course, in the league. But just quickly, um, did you happen to enjoy a reasonably good festive period in our trying times? Yes, it was uh, obviously a quiet period uh, just with my children. Um, so very quiet. Uh, unfortunately, I did lose two friends on Christmas Day to COVID. So it was a very sobering experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know so many um, listeners will have lost friends and family yeah. last nine months. And uh, it's obviously a very difficult time right now. Um, and so we, we must all stay very safe and make sure that we do everything we can uh, not to mix and, and look after ourselves and, and stay well. Heartily uh, seconding those motions. And again, we're going to talk about this big historic um, Carabao Cup clash. And again, I'm going to draw a line under this and close Pandora's box. But I'm fairly sure Marino would likewise heartily echo those very sentiments vis-a-vis mixing and what have you. Irrespective, it is just sound advice. I think we must all remember to remain safe and well and think of other people, for goodness sake. But all of that aside, Cliff, I'm just value your time always but goodness me just a few hours away now from the big clash um i'm going to talk about your wonderful form the bees um but this is a tournament isn't it that um jose knows very well indeed he's looking to become only the third uh, manager in, uh, in history to claim the title with three different teams of course doing it on three occasions with chelsea and uh, manchester united uh, he's dubbed self-titled the special one. I'm a big fan. I think he can justify that just with his resume. But you're not playing the manager, are you? And I've got to tell you, I liked your, uh, what your manager, Thomas Franks, said about that. But just give me a, a flavour of just how exciting this semi-final fixture is. Well, as you say, Tony, it's a, a historic uh, fixture for us. The club has been in existence for 131 years And it's the first time we've ever uh, reached the semi-final of a major cup competition. So it's uh, it's tinged with a great deal of sadness. Mm. And I have lots of Bees fans at at the new Tottenham Stadium to watch the game. Mm -hmm. From that point of view, 
we're, we're, we're sad for that, but obviously delighted and thrilled to pit ourselves against yet another Premier League team. We've, um, we've managed to beat four on the way yep. to the final, which is a phenomenal achievement. And uh, Spurs will be obviously a massive game for us. But we go into it, as you say, on the run of 16 games unbeaten, playing really good football, um, attractive, positive, always going out to try and win the game. And um, I think it's a win-win for us. We, we've got nothing to lose. Spurs are clear favourites. We're the underdogs. We'll just go out there and play our normal game, give it our best shot, and we'll see what happens over 90 or 120 minutes and possibly even penalties if, if the scores are level at the end of extra time. Cliff, I think that's a brilliant attitude going into this huge fixture. Um, but I want to ask you this. You mentioned, of course, knocking out Newcastle, Southampton, West Brom and Fulham in the build-up to this huge historic semi-final. There would be those who would call that giant killing. But in just a little minute or two, we're going to talk about that astonishing run of form. As you say, unbeaten in 16, bidding for a sixth straight win uh, on the cusp once again of that promised land of the Premier League. With all that being said, given your recent history, your current trend and that cup form, you're not really giant killing anymore. You're, you're punching at your <laughs> level, perhaps. I wonder if you're willing to concede that. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't quite go that far, but uh, certainly from, uh, from our point of view, we believe that there isn't a huge gap between the bottom half of the Premier League and the top six of the Championship. And... Uh, we think that uh, on any given day, a, a championship team can beat one of those teams in the bottom half of the Premier League. And, and obviously, we've, we've managed to achieve that on four occasions. Mm -hmm. So that does tend to provide a trend. But Spurs are third, I think, in the Premier League. And so that's a very different uh, ball game entirely. Um, no pun intended. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a good go. Um, but I think when you're comparing top six of the Premier League, top six of the Championship, there is quite a big difference. Look, again, absolutely. I, I don't dispute that either with you. Um, but I'm a, a person who really likes to look into form. And as you know, Cliff, I am a Leeds fan and Spurs got a comprehensive yeah. and clinical result against Leeds with a uh, landmark goal for um, Song as well. Of course, he and Kane are lethal. But yeah. before that, just objectively speaking, and I am on record as, as being a, a massive uh, admirer of the uh, winning uh, way that Mourinho has cultivated right across his career. I'm a huge Jose Mourinho admirer. But until that leads results, in the last two or three weeks, they have looked to me, I wouldn't say ordinary, but if you can keep Son and Kane quiet, it doesn't <laughs> strike me, just from what I've witnessed, as that they have a plan B. So I guess, again, you are right, you are underdogs, but I'm sure that that is something that has, in his own words, a student of the game, Mr. Franks, will have picked up upon. Of course. Um, you know, keeping Harry Kane and uh, Mr. Song quiet is, uh, is a big ask. Um, their record speaks for itself. And it's a wonderful theory, though, Cliff, isn't it? It's great. It's great. I mean, they're... Their record in terms of goals scored and assists 
and, and the number of goals they've created together. I think they've now got equal joint record of the number of uh, goals that they've created together. And with so many games still to play, they, mm-hmm. they're actually going to break that record. So it's, it's a tough ask. But defensively, we've been very strong this year. Indeed. I believe that our back five are as good as most back fives in the Premier League. So I think we'll, it'll be an interesting um, combative uh, game between a very strong attack and a very strong defence. And um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited and I'm sure it's an exciting time. Like we've mentioned, it is an historic occasion. Come what may happen in a few hours on the pitch. Um, Cliff, I'm sure you're going to kind of uh, straight back this one, but I'm really intrigued to get your take on this as a football man. Again, Mm -hmm. I like to delve into form, but I also am curious about history when it comes to two teams. And it is the case that Spurs have a very enviable record against the Bees. This was the fourth meeting in League Cup history. Spurs have won the previous three, both times in the second round, both across two legs. Is that something just the likes of me and the media want to create a bit of a fiore around, or is there anything to these historical trends? No, nothing, nothing to do with uh, the history there, Tony. Uh, it was many years ago, and uh, we're a very different proposition today to uh, those days so while Spurs have always been there or thereabouts in in mostly in the uh, the Premier League and the first division uh, we were a lower league team and we're punching well above our weight we're uh, where we finished last season was finishing 73 years so uh, I wouldn't read anything into the history it'll be uh, whoever's best on the night yeah, absolutely, as we are just a matter of hours away from that huge, historic uh, semi-final clash with the Bees tackling Jose Marino's Spurs. Will it be a special night for the Bees or will Spurs go into the final? Time itself will tell. We're excited, but also excited to discuss your league form, Cliff, because as you alluded to there, it was oh so near, but oh so far last season around. And I'm very impressed with your current form. Once again, the thing that really strikes me as really impressive about the Bees is the fact that it is a total team effort, isn't it? I think you have the second best goal difference across all the teams in the league. I think you've got the second best goal scoring record in the league, only behind um, Bournemouth. And amongst the envious, uh, sorry, the third most potent attack, Blackburn and Bournemouth just ahead. But also, like you've already said tonight, one of the, fi- one of the meanest defences in the league as well. You combine those two forces, you're going to be really, once again, knocking on that Premier League door. Well, I certainly hope so, Tony. Um, uh, we, we started um, the new year in second place, which is a, a good position to, to, to build on. But there's a long way to go. And uh, as we saw last season, despite doing very well and winning seven games on the trot after the restart, we didn't quite make it. So we're more determined than ever this season to go one better. Um, But lots to play for, many games. Um, So we'll just take one game at a time and and see where we get to. Cliff, do you know, I've been very lucky to speak to an awful lot of very successful sports people and sports stars. And the one common denominator, whether you're an Olympic gold medalist, a Rugby World Cup winner, uh, so many others, is that that 
almost become a cliche, but there's so much wisdom in it. That attitude of focusing in on one game at a time, controlling the controllables, seems to be the very root of success and successful-minded individuals. Just how much harder is it to put into place than it is to discuss? It's, it, it's something that I think is inbred in many sports people, mm -hmm. that you're only as good as your last performance. You know, when you're talking about an individual player, if they have a bad game, then they know that their place is at risk. And what you want to instill mm -hmm. in each players is to try and be at the top of their game for as many games as possible. Mm -hmm. End of the day, it's really difficult to be at your top form throughout the whole of the season. And particularly when you're dealing with younger players, they will have dips. And we have a, a lot of young players in our squad. So we uh, understand that. But the most important thing is not to look too far ahead mm -hmm. and just to concentrate on what you have in front of you complete that game and then look ahead to the next game. And taking a game at a time is, is really the only way to focus mm -hmm. on what is important. And normally on a, uh, during the day-to-day -day season, it's about three points. Yeah. Tonight it's about a place at Wembley in the Carabao Cup final, which is obviously quite a, an exciting prospect for the club. Um, and so we're all very much looking forward to it. Brilliant. And again, I really value your particular insights into this winning mentality, winning culture, as it has become consistently now with Brentford. Um, again, coming back to that league scenario, what a great goal difference it is, you both. What a great team that is being cultivated there. Uh, again, in hand over Nor league leading Norwich and also Swansea. But we've discussed this before, Cliff. This championship, I would suggest, is perhaps the toughest in all of football across all of the world because there is so little between so many very close competitive sides, all with that promised land in the Premiership within their grasp. I mean, look, here's the facts. Only 10 points separate Huddersfield Town in 13th on 31 points from third-placed Bournemouth. And even below that, there are so many others snapping at the heels. I guess sure. that you know that, that that attitude and that experiences from last season are serving you well so far. But just briefly, once again, give us your insights, having experienced it so often, of how challenging this EFL Championship is. Yeah, everybody knows it's a very tough league to get out of. Um, it's also quite an imbalanced league because there's a number of clubs that are playing with parachute payment money. Mm -hmm which makes it quite different to clubs of our stature. But um, that hasn't stopped it being an exciting competition. I think this year, more than any other, mm -hmm. it's to be even closer because of the number of games that are having to be played in such a short period of time and uh, having to cope with the injuries uh, and the challenges of uh, playing every three days for so many months. Uh, it's going to make it a, a very interesting season as a whole i think that there's a reasonable chance that the two promoted teams or at least one of the two promoted or two of the three will do so with potentially the lowest number of points mm. that promoted teams have ever got from the championship because of the impact of all the games in the sh in, in the short space of time and the various injuries so there's so much that can happen and will happen over the coming months that um, 
there's plenty of exciting football to look forward to. And the one thing I would say is certainly, uh, and you, you might say I would say this, but actually looking at some of the, and watching some of the Premier League games over the last uh, couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, over the Christmas period, and watching uh, some of the championship games, I think the quality of some of the football in the championship, particularly at the top end, has been mm-hmm. just as good as that uh, in some of the Premier League games, and in some cases better. So I think uh, there, there's, there's a lot to be said for having a, a close, exciting league. Uh, and interestingly, people are now talking about the Premier League also being closer this year than it has in previous years. Um, Liverpool, Man City in the last two seasons have run away with it. And so this season, that's looking close. And Manchester United and indeed Spurs are in the top four. Absolutely. it's um, There's a lot to play for in both leagues, but I think Championship is a fantastic league. And uh, we're uh, only just getting used to being in the sort of top echelons mm-hmm. of that. Uh, and we're going. We're absolutely using last season's defeat in the playoff final to really push us and make us that much more determined to um, to get to the Premier League. Absolutely, and we're excited to follow your progress as you work towards that uh, very tangible goal. Um, for me, again, um, you know, we talk about this the, uh, fight or battle against Spurs tonight in the EFL semi-final, just one game away from Wembley, being an historic one. It would be even more historic, wouldn't it, if the Bees made it into the Premier League for the first time in their history and the first time in the top flight for many, many generations. So, you know, again, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, Cliff. We don't. No. You've explained brilliantly that winning attitude requires focus in on the immediate hurdle but just briefly allow yourself to imagine that um, Brentford continue this trend upward keep fighting and it gets promoted just give us an insight from yourself personally for all that you put into the club and the wider community that you are proud to serve how much would it mean for Brentford to be a premiership team wow I'm not even sure I know how to answer that (laughs) it's uh it's something that most Brentford fans have only ever dreamt of and mm-hmm. felt that we, it could become a reality. But there's no question that over the last 12 months or so, more and more Brentford fans believe that it's doable. Mm-hmm. Certainly believe it's doable within the club. So we're all very focused. I use that word advisedly. Very focused on trying to, uh, to get into the Premier League. And it would mean so much to the uh, fan base it would mean so much to the players and the club it would mean so much to the local community the idea of having please god fans back in the stadium a full brand new stadium with 17,500 people coming week in week out to see the likes of man united spurs liverpool etc but we mustn't focus on that Mm -hmm. something that we need to put to the back of our mind for now concentrate on tonight's game against Spurs. And then when we go back to playing in the championship, then focus on each game, taking it one at a time. Mm -hmm. Really, we have to put that to one side and only consider that when it has become a reality. And until then, it's all about staying focused and concentrated on the job in hand and whatever that game is coming up. 
Brilliantly explained again, Cliff. Now, I know based on everything we've discussed and everything we've discussed in previous times, there's going to be no danger of any distraction for uh, Thomas Frank's men. Really excited, as we say, just a matter of hours away now from the next game in hand, the one that is, of course, that EFL Cup semi-final. But... A few seasons back, Cliff, it was great to talk with you when you had the honour of being the chairman of the FA Cup. And I know that tournament, historic and storied as it is, is also one dear to your heart. After this hurdle, the next game in question is an FA Cup clash uh, against Middlesbrough. Well, again, I don't want to leak too far into the future, and I know you won't, but you're fighting on three fronts, Cliff. Goodness me. I know it's, um, it's quite historical for the club to be in this position, but uh, we're delighted to be there. And uh, as you say, we've got a home game against Middlesbrough uh, this coming Saturday evening. And um, we'll see how we shape up after tomorrow's game, see what the state the squad is in, and then we'll use that squad advisedly mm-hmm. to make sure that we, um, we give ourselves the best chance of uh, going through in the, to the next round. That's absolutely perfect. Well, listen, Cliff, always I truly value your time. I have such admiration for what yourself personally and a whole heap of other very uh, hardworking, very um, dutiful and very good human beings have put into the culture that is Brentford. I think an awful lot of football clubs, I think an awful lot of sporting institutions across the earth could learn an awful lot from what you've accomplished already. But I know you know that the job is yet to be finished. So I will simply say thanks again for tonight and for all involved sending best wishes ahead of the clash against Spurs. And I look forward to speaking with you again as we look to build on these wonderful foundations. Thanks again, Cliff.